You're listening to a message from the Winsboro Church of Christ. This is the Winsboro.Church podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, you can get in touch with us at any time through our website at Winsboro.Church. I could talk to you all day long about the impact, but I think those pictures right there gives you a, a greater message than anything I do. We began our Smiles Project in uh, about 2002. And our first year, the, Rose, the old Rose Hill Congregation in Texarkana, Hampton still remains one of our major partners in Nicaragua, and the church in Minden, Louisiana, teamed together and we sent 224 to Nicaragua. Last year, that video represented a little over 14,000 that was shipped to Honduras and Nicaragua. This year, thanks to your help, we did surpass the 10,000 mark, still down, but here again, we knew going into this year that our numbers would be down. In fact, starting in May, I started getting messages from people saying, well, are you going to do it or are you not going to do it because of the pandemic? And our feeling was, well, maybe not this year. Because we didn't know what we, that was in the middle when everything was shut down and would we be able to pick them up? Would we be able to get them? We didn't know what we could do, but in June we made a decision. Well, we got 14,000 in 2019. If we just get 7,000, that's 7,000 more children going to be touched. And so we decided to go on with it and we've seen a remarkable response to it this year. We actually in physical smiles sit just right around 10,000. But, but thanks to the generosity of so many people, we're going to be able to do for a hundred congregations in Nicaragua a smiles party. And we're going to be able to just, you know, to have a pinata, have something to drink. And then we're going to have a, a black crate, we call it, and everybody gets to choose something out of it. It's going to be a kind of a surprise box. So we figure that with that number, we're going to touch like 16,000 kids this year. Thanks to the generosity, your generosity and the generosity of a lot of people. Again, COVID-19 has caused us to have a lot of different changes, right? So that happened to be one of the modifications we made for this year, but we think it's an exciting uh, modification. I do encourage you to come back at 1 o'clock where we talk a little bit about more of the mission we, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, my wife and I have been serving in Nicaragua now since uh, 1997. We opened our first medical clinic there in uh, October of 1997. Today, our main, fo- we're, our main focus is three things, children, medical, and most importantly, church. And we'll talk about those different aspects. All of that information is on the table back there encourage you to come by, pick up a brochure, look at it, check it. If you're on social media, you're on Facebook, I encourage you to like us, Mission Para Cristo. Uh, and we keep that Facebook page pretty current. In fact, your table will probably be on it this week if you, if you look at it. Uh, also, there's a sheet back there that you can sign, put your name on, and it's got an email address on it. And we send out a kind of a con- constant contact type newsletter oh, once a quarter every other month. We're not, not as regularly as we update our Facebook page. 
But I know all of you will not be back, be able to be able back at once. But I want to highlight one other thing other than our Smiles Project, which I encourage you to take a box today. And uh, there's instructions in it on what needs to be put in it, 10 items that are put in there for the children. But there's another children's program that we have, a children's outreach ministry that's very important to us that you might want to take a consideration of. And that is Kingdom Kids. For Kids, for Kingdom, for Eternity. It's a child sponsor program where you can sponsor a child in Nicaragua or Honduras for $39 a month. A holistic approach to a child, is, it's a, a typical, it's say in some ways, child sponsor program that you're familiar with. But it's a little different in the way in which we allow you to stay in contact with your child through uh, internet and uh, other aspects of it. We have a thousand children in the program in Honduras and Nicaragua. We have four child development centers in Nicaragua. We've got four schools, and we have one school in Catacombas, Honduras, the School of the Good Samaritan, uh, primary school, uh, kindergarten through sixth grade. I'm going to be able to be there on Wednesday this week for the sixth grade graduation. I'm looking forward to to that. I'm, this will be my first trip back to back home since uh, March. My wife and I have been out since March because of all the things that's been going on. Of those thousand children, we have sponsors for 800. There's 200 children we we need sponsors for. Now I want to explain something. All 200 of those children are in the program. They're not a list over here to get into the program. They are already in the program. But we need sponsors for them so that we can expand. We're looking at two other child development centers in Nicaragua. We're looking at, at another school as well. And we just need more sponsors. I happen to have some profiles. If you'd like to uh, sponsor a child this morning, I can show you how to do that. Or I encourage you to take one of the brochures that says Kingdom Kids, take it home with you, look at it, pray about it, and there is links on the brochure, Kingdom Kids Nicaragua for a child in Nicaragua, Kingdom Kids Honduras for a child in Honduras. And if you do choose a child today, I can promise you one thing, a very current picture towards the end of the week. That because uh, I'm going to be in both places, I'll be able to get current pictures of any child right now. So I ask you to to give consideration to that. And again, come back at one. We're going to talk about some other aspects of our the children, medical, church, and other ways in which you possibly could be part of. Uh, because when it comes to missions, it's simply this: we have one way support missions in our brotherhood, and that's like that's people like me. Go ask people like you to help us do what we do. And that's why we come. And I thank you for allowing me to be here, to tell our story, and to just be part of the family of God. I've been able to travel a little bit over the last six to eight weeks and been interchanging with a church from Idaho to Florida, from Texas to Alabama. And it's something special to be part of the family of God. Would you pray with me? Our gracious Father, I thank you for congregations like here in Winsboro, Father, that have hearts that reach beyond themselves. 
I thank you, Father, that we have time to come together to share about who we are and what we're about. Because we're in this thing together, Father. We're in this world together. But we're not of this world. And help us to behold each other and encourage each other in all that we do. In Jesus we pray. Amen. As I was telling the preacher this morning, I had a sermon all lined out for this morning. The title of it was, When Okay is Not Okay. You know, most of the time when somebody says, you ask them how things are going, they say okay, well, they're not really doing good. I mean, okay is a, a, a politically correct way to say we don't want to tell you how we're doing in some ways. Uh, I don't mean that ugly. It's just that that's the way we do things. I mean, we just, it's okay. Or maybe you may, do you remember that uh, commercial? I think it was AT&T. I'm not really sure. Uh, back in the summer or something, uh, they had three or four different settings that they ran. One was a doctor coming in and who just came off of uh, probation or whatever, and the patient was ready for surgery, and, and the doctor said, it's going to be okay. And the tagline there is, when, when okay is not okay. Well, the initial lesson was going to go to Hebrews, uh, out of Hebrews into Timothy, where we would talk about uh, confidence and courage and conviction. Uh, because really, the book of Hebrews, that's really the theme of Hebrews, when okay is not okay. Angels were okay. Prophets were okay. But they weren't okay because they needed something more. And that's where Jesus Christ came in. Well, that was on my heart, but I spent the night in Longview last night. Uh, had, to been, had to be in, over in Louisiana yesterday. Something real important like granddaughter, grandchildren. Uh, and as I was, I got into the car, the vehicle. I'd never been from Longview to Winsboro. So what did I do? I put Winsboro Church of Christ in my GPS and hit the button start and I followed it. And there was a couple of turns. I was wondering, where am I going, you know? I am not really sure about this. Have anybody, anybody had that feeling with your GPS? You, you said, wait a minute, I think I was supposed to go east, and this got me going west, you know. Now, there's a few times I've ended up where I didn't want to be, but most of the time, it may make those, those turns that you may question, but all of a sudden, I made a turn down here to the left, and it says your destination is on the right. There is no question that we are living in unprecedented times. Some of the older members here can remember a wartime. I'm part of the Vietnam era. 
Some can go back. I'm sure there's still some World War II folks part of this family here. Those were unprecedented times, too. There's no question about that. But we kind of understood how to navigate those because we'd kind of been there, done that. We'd seen war before. We understood that those items. But right now, we're in something we've just never been before. We don't know what to do. As I was sharing with one of the brothers when we came in, one of the elders when I came in, I said, you know, I'm, I, the, this virus doesn't concern me about getting sick necessarily. And unfortunately, I'm COVID clear as of Friday. I got my negative test to fly out of country. Uh, but because I travel and because what I do, the one thing I get great concern about is I don't want to make sure, I don't want to have it and give it to somebody. And I, and I wouldn't know it. And so, how do we navigate this time? How do we navigate life generally? For years, the reputation of the church has been people of the Word. If I have a concern as I travel and as I visit with the church, and I, and I get the, the privilege of traveling all across this country, and there's one thing I can say, I'm going to share you a concern, but I'm also going to share with you this to begin with, I've never been more excited about where the church of my Lord Jesus Christ is as I am right now. There's a lot of doom slayers. There's a lot of people who want to put us in the grave. But I'm going to tell you, the church in many ways right now is more vibrant and more active and doing more than it ever has done, ever. And for those doom slayers, I would like to tell them to shut up, but my mother wouldn't let me use those terminologies. She'd get real mad at me. So I just like to just refrain from that, folks, because it's not true. But there are concerns. And one of the concerns is that how much are we relying on this word right now? How do we navigate crisis? How do we put the GPS and follow the guidelines that gets us from point A to point B and know that we're there when we get there? And the more I drove through the countryside from Longview making the turns and all those things, if there's something that I could plead with... And and plea may not be a good word. A better word may be remind. Remind mind uh, each of us. And sometimes reminding myself. That God has given us a GPS of life. It's right here. If we're willing to trust it. And we can trust it. It's interesting. Almost the center of the Bible. It's just, a, just something preachers would figure out. 
I think the actual according, I, somebody else figured this out, I did. I think the center chapter of the Bible is 117. I think that's, I think that's the correct. Actually, it's one of the ch- shorter chapters in the Bible. But just a couple of chapters over in chapter 119, which is what? Anybody want a little, little trivia question? What is chapter 119 of Psalms? Longest one, that's right. It's the longest chapter in Scripture. In a minute, right there, in chapter 119 and 105, the Scripture says, oh, let's turn there. It's Bibles. I could quote these, but let's, let's read them today because I want us to be here, so I don't want you to hear it, I want you to read it, okay? Psalms 119. Your word is a GPS to my feet and a light to my path. Now, I didn't, I'm sure yours didn't say GPS, but if I was going to put a modern vernacular on it, would I be wrong? It's a guide. It takes us where we're supposed to be. A light to our path. Isn't that what we need right now? That which we can... You know, I've said some things during this pandemic and listening to the news and reading this numbers. And I said, I told people, if, I did, if there could be just one person that knew what they were talking about, that every time you went to them, that was fact. But it seems like everybody wants to change their story half the time. I don't care who it is. As, again, because it's an uncertain thing that's still evolving. And I'm sure this week there will be something new that's going to come out in regards to COVID-19. You can pretty well count on it, can't you? What was it last two weeks ago? The vaccine is here, but it's not an answer to the problem. Did you read those? Did you read underneath the headline, hey, vaccine, everything? Oh, but... Be careful, this is still not an answer to the problem. We have an answer to our uncertainties. We have a direction that God wants to take us no matter what is transpiring around us. Hit your word and know that there's a, a, a Lord that understands In the beginning was the Word, John chapter 1, verse uh, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us with grace and truth as the only begotten Son from the Father. So where are we to be? We're to be focusing to the Word. Focusing to Him. Isn't that what the Hebrew writer says in Hebrews chapter 12? Here again, I'm quoting, I wanted to read today. I'm sorry. Hebrews chapter 12. Apologize. 
Verse 2, chapter 12. Fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and sets down at the right hand of the throne of God. And all the questions and the questions that we have, and there are many folks, and I don't know what any of you are dealing with today. I don't know the pain that's in your hearts today. I just know my Lord Jesus Christ. And the comfort He wants to be wherever you are. When it says the author and perfecter, He's the one that writes it and He's the one that brings it together. Perfecter, an editor if you may. Yeah, our life is being written today. And every day we need to make adjustments, don't we? We're dealing with things today differently than we dealt with them six, eight months ago, aren't we? You're doing church different today, aren't you? It's okay. And notice what I just said. It's okay. I don't mean it's all the way we want it to be. It works for now. But what Jesus has given to us, let's, one other passage, another passage, First Peter, Second Peter chapter 1. Seeing, verse 3, excuse me, seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. How do we know about Him? His Word tells us. His Word guides us. For us to be able to add in our lives, in our being. Verse 5, For now for this very reason apply all diligence in your faith, supplying moral excellence, and moral excellence knowledge, and and knowledge self-control, and self-control perseverance, and your perseverance, and your perseverance godliness, and in your godliness brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness love, for if you for if you these qualities are yours and are increasing they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ for he who lacks these qualities is blind where do we get these where do we understand it it's through his word now does that move us outside of his word yes but His Word is the foundation and it's the hook. It's the, it is where we hold on to. Because one thing about it, folks, this book doesn't change. For the Scripture says, our Lord Jesus Christ is what? He's the same what? You can talk to me. It's okay. It's permissible. He is the same 
Okay, let's do it all together now. He was the same yesterday, forever. Where does it come from? Right here. Where do we learn? Where do we know? I want to end with one verse, one more verse. Jeremiah 29.11. How many are familiar with that verse? Okay, not too many hands rose, but how many are familiar with the Lord has a plan for you? How many are familiar with that? You remember that one? Yeah, more hands came up. That's on plaques, graduation plaques, and all that type of thing, you know? I struggled with that verse for years. Oh, does God give you talents and abilities? Yes, I agree. I do believe that. I sure not going to lead singing. That's for sure. But to say God has a just a specific track for you to run on in life, I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't think the scriptures agree with that. I don't believe we're predestined people. And so I always wondered about it and read it until, to be honest, I hadn't read the King James in a long time. But oh, about this time last year, I was reading different, all the different translations. And the King James has it correct, I believe. Turn with me, Jeremiah 29 11. It's going to be where we'll, fit, we'll end. And most of your translations, you will read verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and Come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Most of, even the King James has that same reading, except it starts out this way. For I know the thoughts I have toward you. That's a big difference than I have a plan for you, isn't it? What Jeremiah is saying, the prophet, is that God cares for you. In the midst of Uncertain times, God cares for you. In times of loss, God cares for you. And, and, and here again, many, there's been many, many have lost their lives during this time, but there's also been people who have lost lives in car accidents or other reasons. We just, we just passed a, a, a hurricane. I've told you about this hurricane we're dealing with in Nicaragua and Honduras. 
Two two Category 4 hurricanes within one week of each other going over the exact same track. Fortunately, loss of life was minimal. In Nicaragua, I think the total is like 29. One week later, there was a bus accident in one of the areas that killed more people than a hurricane did. We live in a world of uncertainty. Okay? There is no question about that. But through His Word and our knowledge of Him, we have an anchor that's steadfast and true. And this book allows us to stay anchored in Him. I encourage you today to begin not a new study of God's Word. I encourage you to spend a, start a new reading of God's Word. Just reading. Because it is where we are to be anchored. And as I said, if I have a concern, I see too many people not anchored here. And God calls you to be there. Because He wants you there. And you have a Lord sitting at our God's right hand who died for you and lives for you so that today you may live in the midst of whatever uncertainty your life may be giving you today. Know today God has you on His mind. And He is to be found, and to be found in His Word. We sing a song of encouragement. I I don't know any of you. But we offer this invitation to you that might need the family. I remember in Bible class talking about grief, and I think one of the ladies said it was the family. Maybe today you need the family for whatever reason. Or that you need to find your way back to be anchored in this Word. We sing this song of encouragement. There's those who will desire to pray with you and hold you and support you right now. As together we stand and sing.